Well, that's yeah. So on, on that day that I took off work, and I was, I, I had a notepad, and I was sitting at the kitchen island, and I was writing down, you know, brainstorming, writing down all sorts of things that I could do, or even to, you know, coming up with this like genius idea, right? You know, that you think the million pound, you know, billion pound idea. What what do people need? And um, I couldn't, you know, there were so many different ideas, but then. I was so interested in this alcohol-free space and it sort of just clicked to me because it was like, you know, the good alcohol-free beers aren't in bars and restaurants at the time. And I thought, right, maybe I'll become a sales guy for, the, for these brands. But then I was like, well, but then I'm still working for someone else and it's not, my, you know. Um, and then I just, I've always wanted to start my own business and I thought there was a bit of a, a gap in the market because the more and more I researched about alcohol-free, I realised that um, the beer can be sort of the drink can be quite nutritional, so like low calories, you can have vitamins in there, um, but no brands really promoted that. So I was sort of just surprised because because when I stopped drinking, I was living a healthier lifestyle and I was conscious about what I was putting in my body. And I thought to myself, you know, if, if I'm going to drink an alcohol-free drink, if it's got added benefits to it, like vitamins and, and stuff like that, then it's not that's the one I'm going to pick. But no one promoted that, so. Um, yeah, so I thought, right, let's start an alcohol-free beer brand and make a healthy one. <laughs> Hi, my name is Andy Ramage. Welcome to my podcast, where I attempt to share the story behind the story of thought leaders, authors, athletes, everyday heroes, and alcohol-free adventurers who have found meaning and purpose through their work, while also sharing some of their greatest wisdom. Let's do this. When I first started my alcohol-free adventure back in February 2014, can you believe that? Over seven years ago, right, AF drinks were hard to find and they were average at best. I think there was probably one option back then. It was Bex Blue, which mm, not a massive fan of, but I'll give it to them. At least they were out there representing in some shape or form. Unlike all the other brands, it was Tumbleweed. Nowhere to be seen. That was it. And prior to that, it was like Calibre. And anyone remembers Calibre, I think that put the alcohol-free movement back about 25 years in truth. But anyway, today they taste better than the alcoholic ones. It's as simple as that. The whole taste thing has gone. That is no longer an excuse. No Seccos are better than the Proseccos. The beers are a million times better than the ones with alcohol in. The stuff that steals our mojo and is like kryptonite to our very dreams. The only thing where we haven't quite got there yet, but we're getting there rapidly, is with red wines. But I tell you what, it's not gonna be long because the bright minds, the boffins are all over this stuff. And why are they all over it? Because there's an alcohol-free revolution on the horizon. And that's the explosion of the alcohol-free drinks industry because we're demanding quality grown-up beverages, right, that don't contain the part that acts like this kryptonite to our dreams. And my guest this week, Johnny Johnson, is a brilliant example of how going alcohol-free can unleash your creative and business superpowers. After taking a break from the booze, Johnny was frustrated at the lack of quality beers available, but rather than talk a big game and then do nothing, armed with the consistency and the clarity that comes from being alcohol-free, Johnny actually did something about it. With zero zero experience in making beer, Johnny sourced an expert alcohol-free beer maker and created his own brand called Unlimited.beer, U-N-L-T-D.beer, and I love it. And I'm not just saying that, I've spoken about it a lot. It is my favorite, it is gorgeous, it is grown up, it is cool, and I couldn't wait to get Johnny on the podcast to talk through his story, right? Because the branding is really standout cool for me. It's exactly what I want from an alcohol-free beer. It says, look at me, I can be a part of the gang. In fact, I'm even cooler than all of you lot because my beers taste better and they look better than all of yours with the alcohol in and I'm going to bounce out of bed in the morning and be all over it like the proverbial and you'll all be in bits. That's the difference. Anyway, I'm in danger of going off on one. During this episode, we explore the brilliant story of how Johnny finds deep meaning in providing alcohol-free beers and IPAs to fuel alcohol-free revolution. All right, let's do this. Now, before we get started, a quick word from our sponsor, Athletic Greens. Yes, we have a sponsor out the traps. 
for the podcast and not just any sponsor. Athletic Greens is the most comprehensive daily nutritional drink I've ever tried. And it was really important to me to align with a sponsor that were aligned with my values and a product that I actually used. And genuinely, I've been using Athletic Greens for several years now. And I got into it when I first started to transition my diet from a very poor one to an optimal one. And it was listening to podcasts such as the Rich Roll podcast, the Tim Ferriss podcast, and later Wrong and Chatterjee's podcast, who are all partners with Athletic Greens. I thought, I've got to give this stuff a try. And it has been a game changer for me. My morning routine, as many of you will know, looks like this. I walk downstairs, fill up a large glass of water, drink it, fill up half full another glass of water, pour in a scoop of Athletic Greens, fill it up to the top, drink that I'm on the bike. Now, I know I might have freaked lots of Athletic Green users out who might be like, you can't put the Athletic Green scoop in the middle. It has to go in at the start or at the end. But that's the way I like to use it. And it's like my nutritional insurance because even with an optimal diet like I have now, life gets in the way. Stresses, lack of time, travel, all of those things are there to trip us up. But I know if I've had my Athletic Greens in the morning, I'm like job done. And here's the thing, it is packed. Let me give you some of like the science and what's actually going on inside this drink. Each scoop's got around 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, multivitamins, multiminerals, probiotics, green superfood blends, and so much more. It basically fills all those nutritional gaps. That's why I use it. And this is where it gets interesting for you guys. Right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system, so they're offering my listeners a free, F-R-E-E, one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit my link today. Basically, you'll never have to buy vitamin D again. Right, so whether you're looking for peak performance, you're trying to just level up in your life, you're trying to fill those nutritional gaps, you're an alcohol-free adventurer trying to replenish your body, right, this is the drink for you. Simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Andy Ramage, right, and join the alcohol-free adventurers, athletes, health-conscious go-getters from around the world who make a daily commitment to their health. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Andy Ramage and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. So Johnny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I've got to start with this Johnny Johnson. That's a cracker of a name. That's like a movie star name, isn't it? My parents weren't very, um, didn't have to think too hard about that one. Um, I've had stick throughout my life for it, so I'm, I'm used to any, any, anything you can throw at me. Yeah, no, I like it. Johnny Johnson, I, I think that's, that's just got a bit of movie star. If I was making up a movie star name, it's the sort of thing I'd go for. A little bit of alliteration in there, Johnny Johnson. I like it. But anyway, <laughs> we digress. So where I wanted to start with, I want to start with a quote, actually, do something a bit different today. And this is the quote from T.E. Lawrence. All men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake in the day to find that it was actually vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men, for they act on their dreams with open eyes to make them possible. Isn't that beautiful, right? For me, what that says, that is all about the alcohol-free for me. That is, having spent 20 years of my life out socially in bars and clubs, listening to people, myself included, wax lyrical about all these amazing things that we were going to do after a few drinks. We were going to tell the boss where to go. We were going to start the new business. We were going to tell that special person how we felt. How many times have you been in that situation only to wake up the following day and you flushed all those big dreams down the loo with last night's kebab? That, I think, is the story of so many people. But here's the difference between the drinker and the alcohol-free adventurer. I think the alcohol-free adventurer is a dreamer of the day. It's where things happen. You know, we put big statements out into the world and we take action maybe for the first time ever. And where I want to start uh, with yourself today is that point where you met me. We both, for the first time we, we, we met together, it was, I think, in 2019 at the Club Soda event, uh, Mindful Drinking event, and you found the courage. We'd never met and you came up to me you with your lovely wife who was heavily pregnant at the time. We sort of shook hands and you said, Andy, I listened to a podcast that inspired me. 
I'm going to create this alcohol-free beer brand. And I was so impressed because like, it was a, a, you know, a chance meeting, a quick meeting, and then I've seen your success that followed that. And that reminds me of that quote. It says to me that you are a dreamer of the day. You, know, you made things happen because of your alcohol-free story. So where I want to begin is not there. I want to use that as our focal point to come back to. But I want you to begin maybe at the start when you first started to question your relationship with alcohol. And then together, we'll walk back to that point where you met me and, and where the business was at that stage. Yeah, of course. So similar to you, I worked in uh, the city of London for seven years. I worked in a, in a direct sales role. So I used to go out and see clients and I worked with a lot of other sort of young, youngish people. And we used to, you know, drinks on a Thursday, Friday night, drinks with clients you know, that'll be sort of during the working week. And then on the weekends, I'd see my old school friends and we'd go out drinking on the Saturday and maybe a Sunday. That's, it was, I suppose I grew up in my early 20s. It was sort of that booze Britain culture yeah. time. Yeah, it was just sort of, that was just what you did. You just went out, you know, you went out every weekend, you got smashed, you went to a club and it was all fine. But as I was towards sort of, you know, later in my 20s, I started feeling the hangovers a lot more. And mm. I couldn't shake them off. Whereas like when I was like 18, I'll be up the next day out again. It bounce off you. Yeah. It, yeah. It wouldn't even touch me. But yeah, when I was sort of 28, 29, the hangovers would last for a few days. And then working in a sort of a, in a sales role, you have to be on it and you have to work, be working hard every yeah. day. Working with a hangover is just, you know, the worst thing in the world. So yeah, it started to creep up and get worse. I noticed even in, in what I did it in Broken, it was the same thing. You know, I could be a hero one day and then absolutely rubbish the next. And the case was in Broken like sales. If you don't pick up the phone and make the calls, you don't do the business. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And I would look around even at my Broken floor on a Friday and it, often it would be decimated. You know, I'd say if you actually tracked business on a Friday, there would have been this clear sort of drop off the edge of a cliff. But that was all dressed up in the name of entertaining clients but if you net those two things off the losses that you incurred from hangovers would have vastly outweighed the bonuses of taking clients out yeah and 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 as well the money that you would just you know save by not yeah you know because on a Thursday night you know it's it's not cheap in London and I was always the guy that would you know get the shots in or suggest getting the shots in and if you, if you suggest getting the shots in you've got to pay for them and then, you know, the next day, your bank balance is like, oh, I spent a bit too much last night. And then, yeah, like you're saying, then you don't perform the next day at work and then, you know, you're not making any money. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a sort of a, a downward spiral. Yeah, everything's a struggle. And like you say, it's not just even the expense of the alcohol. It's the, uh, it's the cabs. It's the late night food. It's the fact that you don't perform at work the next day. And if you're in a sales role, it means you like make less commission at the end of yeah. the month the knock-on effects are absolutely massive so you're in that environment and what sort of point did you sort of feel that tug of do you know what maybe i've got to have a little think about my relationship with alcohol well so i'm going to go back a, another step i wasn't drinking like excessively but mm. i was i was drinking more than what i would have normally because in, in 2015 my my dad passed away suddenly um in a, in an accident my mum and dad had a divorce, so I was sort of had to sort out his estate. And it was really complicated and really stressful, but it sort of went on for four years. Mm. I think the stress of that, the stress of work, um, just the stress of life, for, you know. And I think each weekend it was, you know, I'd work really hard during the week and it's like, right, I need to blow off steam just to relax. Mm. So then you'd go out drinking and I'd get absolutely wasted. And that sort of, it was just every weekend. And like I said, the hangovers started getting worse and worse. And um, it was actually at the point of my, I got married to my wife, Antonia, um, in Italy. And in 2018, I was lucky I remembered that. And yeah. um, we actually had a, a, a wedding party in London for anyone that couldn't come to the Italy wedding. It was after that wedding party that I, I had like a five day hangover. And it was, I was lit, I felt really ill for five days. Mm. And it was just alcohol poisoning, basically. And it was, and it was, you know, there's a, f a few of my friends mentioned a couple of things that I might have done, well, that I did do, which, you know, you just have that regret and you think, oh, Christ, that I wish cringe. I didn't do that. And um, so then I just, I thought to myself, you know, maybe I need to sort of knock it on the head for a bit. But the reason that I also thought that was because, you know, um, Andy Liddell. Yeah. Who, who's a big part of sort of one, you know, beer in the community there. 
he was um, he's a mate of a mate and um, I've been out with him a few times drinking and he was a big boozer like we'd go out and we'd have a proper session when I went out with him but I heard he'd, he'd stopped drinking so I was and, and he'd lost loads of weight and I was really curious because I sort of thought oh, I can't believe he stopped drinking because he's you know, yeah. such a big boozer so after that hangover after the wedding party I, I basically arranged to meet him and I was just blown away by how he looked and how like switched on he was and I'm going back to the film Limitless. I love that film yeah, about the pill film. that you take that opens up your receptors. It makes you super switched on. He, he described it. He said, it's like the Limitless pill. I've always thought if that pill existed, that, that'd be great to take because, you know, be on top of your game all the time. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this a go, this alcohol-free, you know, go alcohol-free for a bit. And then that's, yeah, that's where it all started. It all started to change. And Andy Little is a great lad. And I knew there was an Andy in your story. I didn't know it was Andy Little. That is so cool because I, I, well, I heard it was you, you as well. So uh, two Andys, <laughs> yeah, the Andys, two Andys, yeah, are on fire. But Andy's a cracking ladder, and exactly being part of his story and seeing him lose all the weight and do all the running. I mean, I meet him actually uh, on occasions because he comes through where I live, uh, Shenfield. But what I was going to say about that, I think, was so impressive about Andy's story in your story is that he's courage to do something a bit different and make this massive change has then had this direct influence on you that you've then had the courage to make this big change which has led to this amazing alcohol-free beer brand and I just think that's such a powerful message to get out to people that it's not just about even doing something mahusif in the alcohol-free space it's just about showing up as you and just loving being alcohol-free and you will influence someone yeah. and you know right now we're training these wonderful accredited coaches with us and the underlying theme that continually is played by all of these people in training is that if they can help just one person wouldn't that be beautiful and genuinely i believe that everyone in the alcohol free space is whether they know it or not helping at least one person if not many many more and i think that's just a beautiful message so good on andy boy so you meet andy you're inspired and it's like right let's let's do it I was sort of skeptical about it because I was sort of thinking, no, because this, like, like you've said on numerous occasions, it's about it's the peer pressure. So mm. I was still working in the city. I still was, I was the one, the party guy that people could rely on for a good night. So it was the fear of going to them or, or going to um, after work drinks and being like, I'm not drinking. And so then, you know, I was speaking to him about that and the pressures, and he said, well, look, what's really a really good thing to do is listen to this um, Rich Roll and Andy Ramage podcast. It was like an hour and a half long, and, and I thought I'd never listened to a podcast before. I, I didn't even know. know. I didn't really understand what they were. Right, okay. <laughs> but he said, he said, um, he said, listen to this podcast, and it will really resonate with you. And I remember it was on after that we had a soda and lime outside this bar in, in the city, and um, I was on the train home, and I live about an hour out of London, so I listened to it the first hour on the train, and everything that you said completely resonated with me, and it was. It was just the, you know, that, that's just a way of life. That's how we sort of grew up. Yeah. Um, but then you spoke about how good you felt from giving up the booze, and then how you've met all these people who've given up the booze, uh, and how how their lives have changed drastically for the better. So then I listened to obviously I finished that podcast, but I then listened to virtually all the one you know beer podcasts. That was my daily sort of motivation. So every day on the way into work and the way home, I'd listen to one you know beer podcast, and it was most most of them were of people who had uh, been interviewed, who'd, who'd given up drink and how much their lives have improved. So it was sort of like, this isn't crap, you know, what yeah. your life gets better if you get the booze. All these people are saying it independently. So that just spurred me on. And, you know, people say there's like a three-week mark. You hit the three-week mark and these, like, lights sort of switch on. Yeah. And um, it did. Bang on three weeks. Um, obviously, you, you know, you sleep better. I was exercising more. Um, I was happier, you know, when I saw my family and friends at the weekends, well, when I saw my family at the weekends, I'd normally be hungover and I'd be a bit crap to be around, you know, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fun person when I'm hungover. Uh, yeah. Um, but the, I started seeing family and friends not hungover and it was like relationships got better. Like I said, sleeping better. I felt great. So it was like, as the, as the days went on, it just, the feeling got better and better. And it did, it was starting to get like that limitless pill. That's yeah, how that, it felt the, anyway. The, the benefits just start to snowball a bit, don't they? And, and you touch on something there about relationships. I think that's so powerful. And I think it's overlooked by a lot of people because they assume you need alcohol to build relationships and whatnot. But actually, when you remove it, then you get that consistency in your relationships because you're starting to show up 
as you, Johnny, consistently rather than hung over and a bit cranky and a bit tired, like you said, and that, that sort of brightness comes back in. The relationships across the board get better, not only with you know, your lovely family, but your colleagues and your friends. And I think that's one of the things that's overlooked a little bit. And I love to hear that in your story because it is really important. I think like relationships with, with your lovely wife as well, all of these things start to get better. So it creates this, this wonderful momentum in your life. And it is like the limitless pill. And we're going to get to that a bit later. So you're building up this momentum in your life. You're starting to feel really good. Like you say, around the three week mark, that 28 day type, there's some magic happens around then. And then what happens? So basically, I set myself um, the challenge of the 90 day challenge. Um, so I didn't sign up to it. I just set, said to myself, I'm going to you know, not drink yeah. for 90 days. And I went to the after work drinks and I was drinking a cranberry and um, a cranberry juice. Because you don't really know what to drink when you first yeah. not drink, right? So you order this, I order the cranberry juice, which is like a beacon of light. This That's a bit of a weak flow. effort, that, and it cranberry juice. That's saying to everyone, I, I'm, I'm not drinking. Please don't, <laughs> don't, don't talk to me or involve me. I've got a cranberry juice. I'm armed with a cranberry juice. But this, and then you know, you can imagine the amount of stick that you get. It's just like, why not drinking? Why not drinking? There's all this peer pressure, and it was, it, it, it got too much. So you know, I had to leave because I just couldn't handle it. Because everyone's starting to get drunk around me. So that was sort of my first experience, you know, facing up to the peer pressure. Also, I, I hadn't explored alcohol-free beers at this point. Right. So I didn't, I didn't think to order one of those at the bar because um, I sort of thought it was cheating, you know, alcohol-free beer because I'm trying to give up booze. So I, didn't, I, I sort of thought, no, I'm going to stay away from that. And it was after a, a couple, couple more weeks that I actually missed, like, um, just drinking a cold beer. Yeah. just the taste of it something grown up there's something grown up about that isn't there rather than just water or sparkling water or whatever it is cranberry juice in your option yeah. there is something nice i love the cold bottle of beer you know there, yeah. there is something really nice about that so what i found is like when when i did go out i went out for like a sunday lunch and i had um heineken zero or a bex blue because that's all that they had in the places i went to and i just didn't really enjoy them you know, they, mm. it didn't really satisfy that need. So um, I was put off. But then I spoke to Andy Liddle again, and he said, I'll go on to like, Wise Bartender, and um, they've got loads of alcohol-free beers. It's all the craft stuff's really good. Yeah. So I went on there, and I ordered like 20 different brands and tried them out. But, you know, not all of them were great, but some of them were really tasty. And I was mm. just really surprised. I, I couldn't tell the difference. Completely switched my way of thinking around alcohol-free beer. But the problem was they the good ones weren't in bars and I just yeah. that just wound me up because I was just like I don't want to drink there's nothing against the big brands but I didn't like the taste is my only personal preference right so that was sort of part of it but then because I'd I'd given up booze and this is probably about 60 days in so two months in I was sort of so full of life and I was fed up being on the hamster wheel in the city yeah. Because I used to leave my house at like half five in the morning and get in about half seven, eight o'clock. Oh, well, going back a couple of steps. So two weeks after giving up drinking, my wife fell pregnant, which was amazing. It's our first baby. Um, I don't know if that was related to not drinking. Um, I hope probably was. Um, hope so, so she fell pregnant. After about 60 days of not drinking, I sort of, like I said, I was getting fed up. I've been on the hamster wheel and I was like, you know, I just want to do something more with my life. I want to, I want to create something. I want to be, I don't want to have to, you know, leave the house at half five and get in at eight o'clock at night. You know, especially because we've got a baby on the way. You know, that's I would never, I would never see my child um, until the weekends. And I was just sort of thinking to myself, you know, I need to do something different. And then I basically, I took a day off work. I just spent a day sort of working on myself and just trying to figure out what could I do. And what this is really interesting to me because this is like the call to adventure that we talk about almost in, in the hero's journey. There's just a sense of do you know what? I'm, I'm sort of stuck in a bit of a rut. I'm working all these hours. It's not really adding much value to my life. What were you doing at that point? Were you, because you were a tailor for a while, weren't you? Yeah. It's like in a, in a sort of sales role. Yeah. So I was like a visiting tailor. So I'd go to uh, my clients' offices in the city and measure them up in their offices for suits. So I, I didn't make the suits. We had a team of tailors who made them, but I was the sales guy. I'd go out and, you know, I'd generate orders. And, and it, was, it was hard, you know, because uh, the suits weren't cheap yeah and there's a lot of competition and when i first started i was a bit of i had like one of the best first years of a new person in, in the um in our office but then it just I, it seemed to get harder and harder but i think maybe i'd sort of just lost love for it a little bit but yeah that, that sort of passion for it and i think 
what happens is you start to get called to this new adventure. Like there's there's something in you that's like I, I just want to give back or do something a bit meaningful or purposeful, yeah. and that's what I'm interested in because your story then sort of starts to unfold alongside that because obviously you decide to take a break from alcohol, which is not linked to that, but it suddenly sort of starts to present an opportunity maybe to do something a bit different. Well, that's yeah. So on on that day that I took off work and I was. I had a notepad and I was sitting at the kitchen island and I was writing down, you know, brainstorming, writing down all sorts of things that I could do or even, to, you know, coming up with this like genius idea, right? You know, that you think the million pound, you know, billion pound idea. Yeah. What, yeah. what do people need? And um, I couldn't, you know, there's so many different ideas, but then I was so interested in this alcohol free space yeah. and it sort of just clicked to me because it was like, you know, the good alcohol-free beers aren't in bars and restaurants at yep. the time. And I thought, right, maybe I'll become a sales guy for, the, for these brands. But then I was like, well, but then I'm still working for someone else and it's not, my, yeah. you know. Um, and then I just, I've always wanted to start my own business. And I thought there was a bit of a, a gap in the market because the more and more I researched about alcohol-free, I realized that um, the beer can be sort of, the drink can be quite nutritional. So like low calories, you can have vitamins in there, um, but no brands really promoted that. So I was sort of just surprised because because when I stopped drinking, I was living a healthier lifestyle and I was conscious about what I was putting in my body. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, if, if I'm going to drink an alcohol-free drink, if it's got added benefits to it, like vitamins and, and stuff like that, then it's not, that's the one I'm going to pick. But no one promoted that. So, um, yeah, so I thought, right, let's start an alcohol-free beer brand and make a healthy one. <laughs> right yeah so uh, hold on let's back up a bit there because that is a massive leap I i'm taking you had zero idea how to do that right you don't have a background it's not like your your previous job was in brewing of any sort so you, you decide that's what i'm going to do like what happens then how do you turn that from this idea into reality yeah well it was it's it, you know looking back at it now it just you know because a lot of people were saying to me they're like john what like Come on, do, just don't be ridiculous. Yeah, what you're you know, doing. Look, yeah. And it's, I don't think they were trying to sort of put me down, but I think they were just trying to sort of bring me back down from cloud nine, you know? And, yeah. But I just, I thought, right, I've got an idea. I'm never, unless you unless you take the leap, you're never going to know, right? And it's like I can carry on working in a, for a company and working long hours for someone else. But for the sort of life I wanted to live, that I, you know, I'm, I love my family, right? And I'm, especially when my wife told me she was pregnant and uh, the thought of our little, you know, well, we didn't know what, what it was going to be then, but the thought of not seeing my child that much because mm. I'd be working all the time. I thought, right, I need to create, I need to create a life where I can live the life I want and work, but enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah, it was like this, just a brainstorming session. Really, just somewhat, And like I said, I had no, I had no experience in brewing. So it was all completely, completely new. I had, to, I had to work everything out. But, you know, I don't actually do any of the brewing. I'll leave that yeah. to the experts. But I've, I had to find, find everyone. I had to find, I had to find a brewer who would help me develop a recipe. I, I told him, you know, I wanted to create a healthy beer. And, you know, you, you, you can, we brewed so many different test runs and you brew it and it's like, yeah, great. The taste is great. And then you send it off a tester and then it's not quite, it's not particularly healthy. Or it hasn't got the vitamins in it. So we did loads of loads of different tests, but when we when we landed on the unlimited lager, we got the results back for the calories, and it was only twenty three calories per bottle, which I think is still one of the lowest. Oh yeah, um, I mean, that is a that is a massive massive win for me even personally because I, I I like to fast, so I'll fast every day, sort of fourteen sixteen hours, and we always had a little rule when we were fasting you had to stay below 60 calories to sort of just about maintain a fast. Obviously, ideally, it's just water only. So that when I saw the Unlimiteds as well, 23, I was like, I could sneak in a couple of them and still <laughs> technically not have, you know, tripped myself up on my fast because the, the last thing I have an, of an evening is usually like an Unlimited or an AF beer, if you know what I mean. So for me, that yeah. was a massive, massive winner. So yeah, so I was really pleased when we got the, the calories back for that. And then, so we test... Um, we test for vitamins, so the, the vitamins B6 and B12 are, are naturally in there because when beer is brewed, the alcohol just kills off all the good stuff because that's just right. what alcohol does, right? It's, it's you know, it's a toxin of some sort, you know. Because you you're using natural grains and uh, natural products, 
it's like when you eat vegetables, right? There's good stuff in vegetables because it's grown yeah. out of the ground. And it's so the same stuff goes into beer. But when alcohol develops, it kills all of that off. But we brew, to, uh, we brew in a certain way where we never exceed 0.5%. So most of the good stuff stays in there. So, so we've got the vitamins B6, B12 in there. Um, it's gluten-free, vegan. So it ticked all the boxes for the health side. Yeah. What uh, one thing, one and sort of going back to what I said earlier about um, alcohol-free beers and bars, and with 0.5%. So when I first drank or considered drinking a 0.5% beer, I spoke to Andy Little. He said to me, he said, well, it's like the same as a banana or an orange juice. Yeah, and that's I was true. Just sort of like, I was just like, no, it's not. And he's like, yeah. He goes, loads of natural stuff's got 0.5 in. So that put my mind to rest on that side of it because I'm thinking if you're drinking 0.5, it's still alcohol. But I think a lot reality of people... is a lot of people have that concern. I must admit, I see that come up a lot. It's like, oh, can I, can I sort of drink that? But I think the way the, the body metabolizes alcohol, because it can metabolize it, by the time you've drunk that 0.5%, it's worked through your system anyway. It's only when you're piling yeah. in the sort of 0.5s and above and obviously that, that your body can't catch up. And that obviously that buildup then causes that sort of fuzzy head and you know lack of mojo and momentum and all the the, the negatives that come with it whereas at 0.05 you just couldn't almost physically drink them quick enough or enough of them to get into yeah, that yeah. place anyway therefore for me it's 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 yeah it's totally totally safe and the thing when i decided to stop drinking it was because i'd get i'd have like two beers i'd be all right i'd have three and then it's like well i four beers that's it game over yeah i'll be I'll, i would be out for hours and i would drink 10 12 beers because four four beers was my tipping point, yeah. so 0.5, I could you can drink I could drink these all day long, and it, it doesn't affect you in any way. Because like I said, your yeah. body processes it as you're drinking it, and it it clears it out. So you you can't you physically can't get drunk on it. So that's you know for me, I stopped drinking because I didn't want to get drunk and then make those bad mistakes. Yeah, and then the the taste which you've done just is stunning. And just one thing I want to ask: How do you find a master brewer? You know, like you're sitting there going, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make this alcohol-free brand. Like, where do those people hang out? I don't know where they hang out. How did you sort of get the relationship? Because, again, you didn't have those skills to, to find the master brewer to sort of turn this into this sort of workable business. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to remember, actually, because I remember I remember speaking with someone who gave me the details of this of this brewer. But I remember the per first person I spoke to, I was like, look, I just want to do like a test run of making some beer. And um, I was like, I don't know, you know, five litres, 10 litres. And she was like, we do like minimum 20,000 litres. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's going to take me a while um, to get through, especially if it's no good. Yeah. But no, but then she goes, well, let's speak to this guy. He helps sort of develop recipes. So I spoke with this this, this brewer. And um, and then, yeah, it was, it was great. We, we developed the lager over the next 10 months. And I put all of my faith into him. I sort of gave him a spec of what I wanted it to be like. And while we he was sort of, you know, busy making that, I then... You know, started working on finding an accountant, coming up with a, a name for the business, registering the business, doing the brand name, doing trademarks, and so this was all completely new. But yeah, it was it's quite exciting because it's it, it's not boring. You know, don't like your day to day job. It's normally the same thing day in yeah. day out. And this was just like right, and I've got to do this, and then my to do list just sort of went like this every day. Yeah, I think it's. It was, um, I was saying to a lot of people about this, like entrepreneurship and, and creating businesses, which I've been involved in a lot now over the last few years, I think it's one of the most creative things that you can do. It's an incredibly creative process, you know, whether it's brand names or whether it's ideas for content or courses or it's social media, there is so much going on that it becomes this just sort of wonderful, meaningful project that's just constantly driving creativity. And it's never the same, like you say, and, and I would encourage everyone listening, side hustle, you know, and again, for the eight of the last 10 years, I've had a full time job. I know for, for a good while you were running it alongside you know, your other job as well. I think when you've got your alcohol free superpowers, there is time to become a coach or get out there and do different things. Do it before the world's awake It's such a wonderful outlet that you can find tons of meaning and purpose. And I think that's what's really important about your story. Not only did you find that courage to think differently. You took this action. You, you found the master brewer. You start doing the work behind that and it started to build this this lovely momentum. So just quickly on a sort of technical standpoint, because I don't really understand it. When you said about brewing the alcohol free, what is the tr traditional method and how is it 
different, if you know what I mean, to, to sort of avoid the alcohol? Do they sort of remove it afterwards or what happens? And I'm not completely sure what the what other brands do, but I think the big big players, like the big brands that we know of, I think they they brew the beer as normal and then they sort of boil it off and strip out the alcohol at okay. the end by boil, boiling it off. But there's there's a few different ways you can. There's a thing called vacuum distillation where you can sort of it it, it draws out the alcohol without burning it off. Okay. Because the burning off um, can give it a bit of a, a funny taste. But we use a different, there's just a different brewing method where it just brews up to 0.5 and never exceeds it. So it's all about temperatures and timings. And that's why you, rain, is that why you maintain some of those vitamins, I guess, because you're yeah. not burning them off with alcohol and then you're just trying to strip it out. You're actually never getting to that point. Therefore, it's retained. All the good somewhere. stuff stays in. Brilliant. I love it. And, you know, for me, that's what is so different about the actual beer itself. And genuinely, I've said this openly, I love it. You know, and I'm not just saying it to you on the podcast and you know that. It's just, it's really different. It like hits different. 23 calories. I'm just loving it. But just to come back to the story of actually growing this thing, right? Because you've got these alcohol-free superpowers. You've just taken a break from alcohol. I mean, what stage are you at at this, you know, with your relationship with alcohol? Because you're still quite really new to it in many ways, weren't you? Yeah, so so I'm I'm not com- completely teetotal. So yeah. I do drink on the, on the odd occasion now. So... When I when I stopped originally, when I came up with this idea, I stopped. I aimed for ninety days, and I got to one hundred and twelve. And then my mate invited me out, who who was like my drinking partner growing up. And because I'd done my ninety days, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna have a drink. Celebrate. Celebrate. (laughs) The very thing. Celebrate. Avoiding. I know. I mean, that is just a classic celebration. I would normally do that after two weeks. It'd be like, I feel amazing. Yeah, I've got my mojo back. Sleeping really well. I know what I do. Have a couple of drinks. Like, what are yeah. we doing? It's, it's such a common thing. But that's what I so I went out with him and I had about I had about five pints. And after the first pint, I regretted it. After the fifth pint, I was having a great time. But then the next day, I was in a in a world of pain because my my body was cleansed, right? It's detox yeah. from alcohol. You know, five pints was nowhere near probably what I would have used to drink. But I it absolutely killed me the next day for the next few days. So. I then I then I didn't drink again for three months, so I sort of had a massive gap again, and now when I'm at home, especially in the last year because we haven't been able to go out, I drink alcohol-free beer because it 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 satisfies my need. I like the taste of it. You know, hang, having a hangover with a with a baby is like the worst thing in the world. Oh, so no. it's, it's like times a thousand. Yeah. So um. But no. But if, and then every now and again, I might say I might go out and see a friend who I haven't seen for a while and I'll, I'll have a couple of drinks but my relationship with drinking is like worlds apart from what it used to be it's been um, transformed yeah because whereas like now I look at it and I, I know I, I think ahead and I think about right how am I going to feel the next day whereas before it'd be like right I'm going to feel crap tomorrow but then I'm going to go out again so I'll just drink it off and I'll be fine and then I, but that was just that was probably three or four years of, get, of living like that yeah. and it was just the norm and it's not until you come out of it and then you think, Christ, I feel, you know, so much more alive and doing so much more. Um, everything's better. That is sort of like, I won't go back. Yeah, I think that's right. It's that limitless. We're building up and we'll get to that name in a second. But like, you're, so you're just building this sort of momentum now. What were the sort of obstacles that you faced? It couldn't have just been this lovely linear trajectory to where you are today. I'm sure there were some big sort of stumbling blocks, you know, let alone the fact that you had no experience in this area yeah. at all. Yeah, there was, there's, there's been, and there still is, there's still like loads of, because one of the, what I always say to my wife and my family and friends, is like when there's a problem, there's no one to go to. It's not yeah. like you've got a box, right? So, but in a way it's, you just got to figure it out. You've got to figure it out and you've got to make a, make a solution to whatever the problems. But there's been loads of issues. So there's been issues with people that I've sort of worked with, like contractors who, you know, some people have taken advantage of you because you're you know, a new brand, you don't really know what, like I'd, yeah. you know, I'll go, so we've, we've changed brewery because we contract brew. So I'll pay a brewer, I'll go with the recipe and I'll ask them to make the beer. And we've changed five breweries since we started last June, just because we've outgrown them. But along the way, there's been some breweries, you know, they've just, they've charged me extortionate pricing com- like, um, compared to industry sort of standard. They've, they've um, not delivered products and they've, you know, made me have to, I've had, you know, in our agreement, there was, um, they were going to deliver it to our warehouse and then 
on the last minute they didn't so there's, there's a lot of people who sort of take advantage but that's a learning curve right and going back to the sort of reason why why i wanted to start the brand is that i didn't just want to create a, a business which provide me a live me a living and you know look after my family but something that actually had a good meaning behind it and would sort of leave a, a positive impact on the world without being too cheesy is that i want to do something good by selling suits before what i did yeah it make people feel good because they they were in you know clothes that fit them well but with with this beer i know how much it changed my life by giving up and if i can provide people with a with a good alcohol free beer that helps them stay off you know getting pissed and, or drinking too much that's doing a good thing right and that's sort of what i wanted to do yeah and i think that's it is so important to have that that mission focused and it, it drives meaning and purpose and, and now you're part of the revolution because it's happening in such a big way and i'm, I'm so excited and, and again you know, unlimited and the brand, it just looks good. It's if, if, if you've got a bottle there, you can hold up even for, for anyone yeah, watching, but it's like it, sort of black and oh, silver well, lettering and it just looks smart. I like it. It's sort of, it's powerful. If you know what I mean, that's exactly what I want <laughs> from the alcohol free space. It's not something we should be ashamed of. It's like, yeah, I'm all over this stuff and I'm drinking this. It tastes nicer than yours and it's cooler than yours and there's no <laughs> booze in it. So I'm going to wake up tomorrow full of mojo when you're struggling in bed. That's the difference right there. And I love it. And I love the courage that you've shown to take it to this place. So here you are, you're sort of building it up. And then at what point when we met, where was the business at that point? Because I don't think you actually had any sort of beer, at, particularly at that stage. So that was in January, I think, that event, yeah. January 2019. I I registered the business in September of 2018. Uh, hang on. No, when did I see it? It must have been 20... I can't remember when I, when I saw the event. I think it's but, 28. Your wife was still pregnant. God, this is bad. I'm going to forget my... When my daughter was born um so she was born 2020 so it must have been december it must have been january last year yeah yeah january 2020 um yeah because we launched in june yeah that's right so um so we were i was basically we didn't have the beer at that point i didn't have the beer name i just i, I knew what i was halfway along the process but it was really funny because i saw i was meeting andy Lidl and our other mutual friend at this um, mindful drinking festival and there was murmurs that you were going to be there and then i saw you because obviously i listened to your podcast and i you know looked at you online and stuff and uh my wife she always jokes about it because i was standing there talking to her and then i just caught you out the corner of my eye and she just said you just went she just went like dying off for you yeah and i was just like i've got to tell andy because you know listening to your podcast changed everything for me and all the yeah. different you know listen you had a similar life to what I had, yeah. and it's like, well, I've got to tell Andy and um, what I'm doing. And you probably thought, oh, who's this nutty who's just like bounced up to me? But, um, <laughs> but I was like, I've got to tell him. And then, and then it was great, you know, in June, just before we properly launched, I, I messaged you and I said, uh, Andy, I've done it. I'm going to send you some beer. And yeah. you kindly accepted it. He did, and he sent me a beautiful note with it. And genuinely, back to that sort of quote I said right at the start, that dreamer of the day, and, and, and I could sort of hear it and, and feel it in your voice, and you were proud, and it was like, do you know what? I'm going to make this happen. But you didn't have a name at that stage. You didn't have any beer, but it was like, you know, I'm here. I, know, I, I, I think I did have a name, because I think I said to you, know? I think it's, uh, it's unlimited. Uh, limited, and I said, because of Limitless. Oh, that's right, you did. You, yeah, because I knew I, you, you referred to Limitless before. I did. I did a podcast called the Limitless. A podcast, uh, a TED talk. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. Limitless Pill, all about the same thing, based on Bradley Cooper. And like, just imagine if that pill was real. And I'm like, it is. It, all you got to do is take a break from alcohol. Because I always refer back to that brilliant study by a guy called uh, Professor Kevin Moore of the London Royal Free Hospital. This was the biggest ever study into a 28 day break from alcohol for middle lane drinkers, which I describe you and I as people that drink averagely, sometimes heavily, sometimes not at all, sometimes moderately, which is basically everyone on the planet. But they did this piece of research. It was the largest ever piece of research into again, just normal drinkers, let's say it was a 28 day uh, dry Jan. They tracked them. And at the end of that, the results were just so astounding. It was more or less quote unquote from, um, Professor Kevin Moore, because on average participants lost three kilograms in weight. If I remember, forty percent of their liver fat. 
they reduced their risk of type 2 diabetes and certain types of cancer. And, and he said, Professor Kevin Moore at the end, more or less quote unquote, if this, these results were found in a pill form, everyone would want it and it would be worth billions. Yeah. And that was for me was just it's like the limitless pill. It's there. So when you yeah, you, you settled on the unlimited, I was like, he's nailed it again. I absolutely love that. And it's just nice that you've got that story behind it, I think makes it even more powerful. And just on that note, who came up with the branding? Because I love it, the like the powerful branding. Was that you or was Yeah, well I, I worked with a designer, but I basically gave him the sort of spec for it. The craft beer market at the moment, and it always has been really, it's really colourful and some, there's some cans and there's some beer labels that are like awesome because they but they all look the same to me where i used to go and drink in 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 london i'd want something that just looked a little bit more grown up because some of the sort of the craft cans they they all look the same and they they just look a bit gimmicky to me a bit cartoony uh, don't they some of them it's a bit strange i don't know why they do that yeah and i think it's it's appealing because it's like people like the artwork on it but i like very simplistic things I remember I was sitting um, thinking about this, how I wanted it to look, and I, I had my Apple Watch on, and I was just like, I just like the simplicity of it. It's like black, silver, not too much going on, and um, so that was basically my spec. And you know, I worked with a designer, and he created all the files, like you know, computer files for it. But then, and then finding, you know, I said I want a black glass bottle because no one else had it. So I found a supplier who had black glass bottles, and I was like, brilliant, buy some from them. And then um, I bought. I think it was like 15,000 in the first amount, uh, first run that I bought from them. But as we started to sell out, I went back to the, the bottle supply and I was like, right, I need some more bottles. And they were like, yeah, we don't make them anymore. I was like, okay, um, well, how many do I have to order for you to make them? They said, five million. <laughs> oh, <did they? laughs> I, was like, I was like, right. Um, I'm just a little bit short of that. Because they're more I mean... expensive. The thing with the black bottles, they're double the price of the brown and the, and the green bottles. But for me... It's about, it's about what's inside, right? So the beer tastes great. I'm obviously yeah. going to say it, but it does. It, it tastes great. It does. But I want something that looks good as well. It's like people with cars, right? Why would people buy nicer cars when they can get somewhere in this, in, a, in another cheaper old banger? But it's people like something that looks nice. So, yeah, so I'll just stuck with it. But anyway, I found another supplier who makes, still makes them. Fingers crossed they still make it. They carry on making them for me. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's hope so. And what I like about the bottle, and this is important to me because I think I was on holiday, funnily enough, and I was chatting to one of the barmen on holiday, and he was saying when someone ordered an alcohol-free beer, it just spread around the room. He said it was, it was always the same. One person would order it, and they'd see two or three more people order it. And that got me to thinking about the alcohol-free brands that try and look exactly like alcoholic brands that there's no symbolism around the fact that I'm drinking something that's alcohol-free because it sort of looks like all the alcohol. So if you walk into a bar, it's going to give you the impression everyone's drinking, let's just say everyone's drinking beer, everyone's drinking alcoholic beer because they'll look the same. Whereas what I love is the idea about a bit of a statement. So I think that's what I like about Unlimited and the brand and behind it. It's like, I'm, I'm all over this stuff. I want people to know I'm not drinking alcohol. That's important to me. I'm not trying to hide in the shadows anymore and blend in like perfectly with everyone else. I sort of want to make a bit of a statement because I know someone else in the room might see me drinking something that's clearly alcohol-free because they recognize the brand. They're much more likely to have the confidence to go, actually, just looking around the room, a third of the room are not even drinking. They're drinking alcohol-free brands. Ship it in. I'll have some of that rather than walking in and going... Yeah. I'm going to be the only one that's not drinking. And actually, that's probably not true anymore. But again, I think that's probably clever from the alcohol brands, right? Because let's be honest, what they're thinking about is selling their alcohol. So if they make everything look like that, it gives the impression everyone's drinking, but you're different. And I want to, I want to just pinpoint that at the moment. That is what I love about what you're doing. What's important for me, what you're doing, is that you've come at this from that slightly mission-led focus. You've had that experience yourself. And this is purely alcohol-free. And that's important to yeah. me because obviously you've got all the big beer brands and the reason they're all over the alcohol-free stuff is not out of the kindness of their own hearts. It's because the demand is there. You know, the consumers yeah. are demanding quality alcohol-free alternatives. And if they don't produce it, we're going to go and get it somewhere else. So that I think is why they're in the market, not because from that almost purest um, standpoint where you are, because it's purely alcohol-free, other great brands, Athletics uh, Brewing is, is another great one that I really like, but in that same space of just being purely alcohol-free, and I think that's really important. That, that was one of the reasons I, well, I decided when I was sort of thinking about what am I going to do with my life was come up with alcohol-free because I was so passionate about it and I saw how good it was, it was, good, good it was for me. 
but then I saw how much it was growing. So obviously it's still a tiny percentage, right, of people yeah. probably don't drink. It's, it's, it's like in the last two years, it's changed massively. But back in 2019, when I first was sort of thinking about this, I was probably less than 1% of the population um, who didn't drink. Or, you know, that's why there's so much stick around it. And that's why they were used to be. But now, and that was the reason I started the brand is because I wanted to, I wanted to drink good alcohol-free beers when I went out, but they just didn't have good ones in the place that I went to. So I was like, right, I don't know anything about beer, but I'm going to make a brand and I'm going to go and sell it to bars and restaurants. The reality is now is that I actually don't do any selling because I just don't have the time. <laughs> and where, where is it with that? So is it going to be in bars and restaurants? How's the distribution yeah. going? So we, so we launched on our website in June, which was in sort of lockdown one. We then got listed with other, all the other online retailers who specialise in alcohol-free. So like 90% of them um, bought Unlimited, so they stock it now. So obviously we've been in COVID for the last year, so yeah. nothing's really been open. We launched on Amazon in January, so we sell on there now. So in a way, COVID's been a bit of a blessing in disguise from the business standpoint, because if the bars were open, um, it would be, I just wouldn't have the time to go out. So yeah. in a way, it's, I've set up all of the online channels that I can, but we've got a sales team now. It's funnily enough, um, Drake and Morgan bars, there's about, there's about 10 of them, I think, in London. That's where I met with my wife outside one of those when I was a little bit drunk. But all of their bars are stopping it from, um, from the end of this month. Oh, so when it. people can sit inside. So they're stocking it. We've got There's another bar group in London that's stocking it. And there's a few other bars which are um, buying kegs from us. So it's going to be on tap in a few places in the next oh, few weeks. Different level. And then, yeah, so there's, we're, we're listed in wholesalers now. So getting listed in listings in the wholesalers is huge because most bars will buy from a wholesaler. They'll buy, yeah. you know, they won't go, they won't buy their peanuts from a peanut man and their beers from a beer man. They'll go to a supermarket, be like, and buy it all um, in one place. So we're, we're listed in about four or five big wholesalers. Yeah, it should spread pretty quickly now, hopefully. I mean, it's, it's just amazing hearing the story from, you know, you're taking a break from alcohol to that point of, do you know what? I, I need more meaning and purpose in my life. And then actually having that brainstorming day where you're like, what will I do? Maybe there's something in this alcohol-free thing. And then thinking, I know what it is. It's an alcohol-free beer with no experience. And then the sort of twists and turns of having the courage to do it, bumping into me and going, it's happening. Just when you had the name, the, you know, between the black bottles being there and not being there and, the branding and sort of here you are now like on that sort of precipice of, of this becoming a really big thing. And I think it's going to be huge and getting into like the wholesalers and into like pubs and clubs exactly where I want to go and I want to buy a bottle and I want to stand there and be proud of it and get that momentum going because I think that will sell it as well. I mean, it's just such a brilliant story. I mean, I'm so chuffed to even in any ways of being a part of it and to help promote everything that you do. So what's, what's the future for you and Unlimited? A bit of a surreal thing. We're exporting now to Australia, Singapore, and the UAE. And um, just think, and so I've got friends in Australia who used to work for the O2 company, and they've bought some of the beer. And no, it's just really wonderful. weird that, you know, the beer's on the other side of the planet. And it's, that, yeah. it's just a very sort of surreal experience. But the next big thing for us is realistically now it's bars reopening. We, we launched in lockdown, so I've only ever known the online side of the business, which has been brilliant, and it's, it's gone really well. And we've, like I said, we've outgrown breweries, but we've, we've now we've moved to a new brewery, and this is another sort of a sort of full circle. So the beer, the first alcohol-free beer that I tried, alcohol-free craft beer that I liked, I, I won't name it, but um, the new brewery that we're brewing at brews their beer. Oh, so the, the alcohol-free beer that made me think, actually, alcohol-free beer is all yeah. right, the brewery make their beer. That's making our beer now, which is like that. That in itself is like blows my mind. But no, so we scaled up massively, and it's we've got the sales team now who are hitting the road, selling it into bars and restaurants, and you know potentially going to get into some of the big retailers as well. So it's sort of just just riding flying. the wave. And what about different flavors? You've been talking about an IPA. Is that oh yeah, ready to go? So IPA being delivered to our warehouse today literally got notification earlier so that's been in development for over a year the rpa so it's, it's available to buy on our website all the pre-orders that people have ordered have been shipped out tomorrow we sold most of it on our pre-orders which was amazing but when we got the nutritional test back 
for the RPA, it's only 13 calories. Is it? It's just different levels. One three. So I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And it, but it tastes amazing. It tastes oh. amazing. Because I think, you know, so I got the test results back before I drank it, right? Because when you, you do small batches, then you do, mm. when you go to a big batch, it can taste completely different because you've got to scale up the recipes, right? So, yeah. but we scaled it up, sent it off for testing. I then tasted it. I thought, like, oh, it tastes awesome. Really happy with it. And then we've got the results back and 13 calories. And I was just like, I think that is the lowest, the lowest alcohol-free beer, I think. On, on the mark. And also I think there's one in Canada that's not available over here, which is like seven, but 13 calories is just like unheard of. That's amazing. It is amazing. And, you know, it's that sort of isotonic then. It almost becomes, you know, like Erdinger sort of positions itself, doesn't yes. it, in that way that it's like a recovery drink at the end of, yeah. you know, exercise and whatnot because it's got that, all those refreshing vitamins in there because the way that it's created, yeah, it's 13 calories and it tastes lovely and it's grown up. I mean, that is just a different level right there. I think that's going to absolutely fly. I need to get my hands on some of that. Yeah, I've, 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 um, I've told the warehouse to send you some, so you'll get some. Oh, good. Some, uh, next week. That, is, that is one of the small perks. Right, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'll be all over that. So it's just like onwards and upwards. I'm so thrilled that you've joined me today and just to share that story. And I think that's going to be really inspirational to a lot of people on lots of levels, not only just the fact that you took a break from alcohol and, and like many of us found yourself in that position of just being a bit meh and, and doing something different, but that like tug to something more gave you the courage to start this business without knowing anything about it, all those twists and turns. And here you are, you know, you're, you're in various different countries. You're about to launch IPA. You're about to be, nationwide in all the pubs and clubs i just think it's a superstore and i'm just privileged and and thrilled to be a little part of it and anything i can do in the future to help you will be amazing my man because you're an absolute legend uh, it's been a real pleasure to have you with me today well, thank, thanks for having me andy and like i said it's you know without sort of it being cheesy it's like your your listening to your podcast with rich roll was sort of the the light switch moment and then listening to all the subsequent podcasts on Money and No Beer that you did interviewing people, it was, you know, there's so many people, like like you said at the very start with Andy Liddell, it's, it's if you can help one person, because like, without Andy Liddell having that chat with me, like my life probably would have been the same. It's like completely different now. And that's only one person he's you know, that I know of that he's, a, you know, but he's, he, I know he does a great thing on uh, for the community on Money and No Beer and, yeah, I think it's great. No, but I want to thank you because it's um, you've always you've always been a, uh, you know, it's great to listen to you and it's great to watch your lives and stuff. So thanks for having me on. No, I absolutely love it, and we'll, we'll do this again. I'm looking forward to those IPAs, top man. And yeah, and, uh, I just want to say thank you to all the um, all the unlimited customers because on the live this morning, there's so many names that were coming up in the comments list, and I, I recognise them because I see them come through on the online orders and. So thank you, everyone who orders Unlimited, because it's um, yeah, it helps grow the brand, and um, it's just it's nice to know people like the beer. Exactly. And so, where can people find you? That's what we should do. So our website www.unltd.beer, so like unlimited.beer. Uh, we're on there. We sell on Amazon. We're on the um, our, our social media is unlimited.beer, so unltd.beer, and we're on yeah, we're on your Types into Google, you'll you'll see where we are. Love it. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Let's do this. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, mate. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out the shorter episodes, which are clips from my daily live show, The Fun Side of the Island with Andy Ramage, that you can join every day at 7.15 a.m. BST by following at Andy Ramage Official on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube, search for Andy Ramage. Also, for the first time ever, I'm now training double accredited coaches in my unique coaching blueprint. Go to andyramage.com and check out courses for more information. And if you'd like to train with me on my latest online live course, The Arate Way, also head to andyramage.com courses. I'll make no secret of it. I would love to train with you, so let's make it happen. And I thank you for listening. It's deeply appreciated. The best thing you can do to show some love to the podcast is to click subscribe or follow. And don't forget the sponsors, Athletic Greens, who are giving our listeners a free year supply. Yes, free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today when you go to Athletic 
greens.com forward slash Andy Ramage and sign up. And I love it most of all when you share the episode, you enjoy it on social media. You can just take a screenshot as you listen and then put it out and tag me in at Andy Ramage Official on Facebook and Insta. You're amazing. Finally, you can sign up to my free newsletter where I share exclusive posts along with things I'm enjoying such as podcasts, books, quotes, TED Talks and much more. And many of you message to say this is your favourite thing that I produce. So please check it out by going to andyramage.com and there is an option to sign up at the footer of every page. As always, a massive thank you to Matt McCormick for producing the podcast and thank you to Austin Sweetman for your digital promotions. You can find me on team at andyramage.com, at andyramageofficial on Insta and Facebook, and Andy Ramage on YouTube. See you back here soon for another episode. Let's do this.